0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sephardim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit EshelPublications.com. The, the, um, <laughs> I wanted to speak about the Ramban. Um, the, uh, had, the Ramban's yard site is Yeralef Nissen. I'm not sure, it's brought in a few places, I'm not sure what the original marker is. But first, like, we always start off, where do I get my information from, and where is the information reliable? Um, Like a lot of dollars, they stick on stories here and there. We have the following, the the one, the contemporary person who wrote by far the best work on the Ramban is Chevelle, um, who put out a biography of the Ramban many years ago. Uh, Chevelle was a yid who spent his life putting out the ramban's him in, in a very good madura and the chumish the, the, and his other stuff. So, and the things he brings, he puts together, are extremely reliable, especially since he brings the makoros. The ramban also left us a few igros about specific topics. We'll speak about extraordinary conflicts that he was involved in, um, and that's printed in back actually over there. So, basically, that's where the information comes from, and where he draws it from. So, let's start off by giving a little bit, let's get a sense of the background. Ramban was born in 1194. Let's give ourselves some points of reference. The Rambam was Nifta in 1205, so he overlapped, not, not significant because he was a kid, but he overlapped with the Rambam somewhat. In the 1100s, Rashi was nifted in the early 1100s, and the Balataisvists, the major Balataisvists, lived in the 1200s, in the 1100s. So basically, he's coming at the end of most of the Balataisvists. That's going to be significant. That's, so that's in terms of years, and he was nifter in 1270, approximately. That's his time span. What, what did the world look like? So first of all, uh, like I mentioned a few times before, in those days, countries were less well-defined than today, but the Jewish settlements in Europe were, um, in France, you had the Balotesis, France, France, Germany, I guess, what you'd call France, 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 and Germany, you had a southern part of France, and it's important to note a distinction, it's called Provence, which included, it has its own Chachamim, Chachamim Lunil, and they were in some ways very, very, they were extremely cautious with the Rambam. That's, that was a second section, segment. They were different in many ways. Rabavram Menachar, Rabshlein those were all people from, from Provence. And finally, in Spain, you had um, a lot of countries kind of, Catalonia, um, uh, Argona, all sorts of different, um, what today today the promises in Spain, those days there were countries and half countries and so on. Spain at that time was being torn apart between, there were the Muslim fanatics, the Almahidin, and we, and remember from the Rambam, they were Muslims, like the Hillel Zaydas of today's Daesh, basically, they they would they didn't they didn't go for nonsense when they conquered a place. You had three choices: you either left, converted, or died. They were not men, they, That was it. They they had no other choices for the people they conquered. So the had gotten big parts of Spain, and that's where the Ramam had to run away and so on. The, the The Christians were reconquering or were conquering Spain back from the, from the Almadin and that's why the, they were kind of positively disposed towards the Jewish subjects and um, the Jews they were devastated all the, the provinces that had been fighting with Ahmadine were were were, dis, were destroyed and they needed money and commerce and help and therefore the Jews had a decent status in these countries. Meanwhile in Rome the the 1200s saw in many ways the height of the of the of the Catholic Church's powers. Um, there was a pope, a uh, named Innocent. I guess <laughs> and, and um, he he made a whole bunch of laws against the Jews. They have to wear like these yellow things. He also, his sheet was that Rome is the Melech Macham Lachem of all the countries. Any any um, country, every king had to give his crown to Rome, and Rome gave it to him. In other words, you presented, it was Rome gave you your malchus. He, he really, really consolidated the, the, the Catholic Church's power over subjects. He was merciless. He started like an inquisition. There was a place in France where they slaughtered 80,000 people because they had different shittas. The sheets were off and... They, and he began the process. He made a lot of tough laws against the Jews. And he, be, he, made a proce- he began the process where in England, in 1290, Jews were expelled from England. In 1390, they were expelled for the last time from France. And uh, in 1490, basically, from, from Spain. He started that process. That was, and it was the only reason why it was easier in Spain in the parts where the Ramban was born was because they were still fighting with the they just finished fighting with them there were no mood to 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 start up with the Jews and they needed them they wanted them and therefore the king of Argona, James was was a decent king and he was pretty well disposed towards the Jews that's what the world looked like and and, the, and that's where he was born so he was born in a city called Geronda, which was in, of Ar- in a country, province of Argona. And it, the Geronda was known for many other good that were there. He was born, like we said, in 1194. He, who were his Rebbeim? This is an interesting piece. France had the Baletaisvis and their learning was mostly Gemara Pilpel, you know, it, it was it was uh, focused on, uh, on on the Chaluk of Pera. There was the uh, Gemara Talmud. Provence had the first Mekubalim, and Spain had philosophers. Those that was basically the Chalukah. Rabbi Ralevi, Rabbi Naugid. It had the, that was Spain. The Rambans Rebbeim. The one that we know of, we know of one or two, because he mentions them when he writes them and he refers to them as, or he speaks about them as Rebbeim. The, the one we know most of is somebody called Reba Yocker, who was a French Balthaisvist. He, we don't have, he wrote on every moustache, he wrote in this and that, we don't have from him, I think he wrote on a Shalmay Pirush, all we have from him is a Pirush on the Siddur, Reba Yocker printed in Tefillah it's printed in its entirety and it's, it's it's a Safer, not a big Safer, but that's what we have. He was, so this in a sense was bringing the Shita of the Bali Taisvis to Spain. And that's why it's, it's a very important event. From this point onwards, the Derech Halimud in Spain would be kind of similar. The Ra'ah, the Rashba, the Ramban, the, 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 the Ritvar, they, they would all be in, of that same style as Teisviz in many ways. Um, so that was Ramban's Rebbe. Who were the Ramban's Khaverim? Um, there was the Rama, Reb Meir Halevi Abulafia. Reb Halevi Abulafia wrote the Yad Ramah one, two. He wrote a sefer on Chumish, um, um it, It's called Mesiris Syag L- L'tera where he has the Mesiris, the technical Mesiris of Torah, you know, the words and so on. It's a very famous, very important work. And he was, the Ramban writer with Greater Heretz. A second haver of the Ramban, who became a Mekhoten and was related to him as a second cousin, was Rabbi Yoyna. Same Rabbi Yana also Geronde, um, Rabbi Yoyna, who wrote the Sharet Shuva and so on, was his, uh, like, first cousin once removed, and, or first cousin, and Their children got married, and that was he was a mechutn of his. So those were Haverim of his. Who were his talmidim? Well, the two most famous ones are the Rashba and the 'ah. Ra'ah. They were talmidim of his. Rashba was a talmid of the Ra'ah and Rashba, and so on. Those that was the that was where he was in terms of learning. How did he make a living? So it's fascinating, because everybody knows the Rambam was a doctor. Well, the Rambam was, I guess, a doctor emeritus until his very late life, when he actually became a doctor. The Rambam wasn't a doctor, a practicing doctor, until the end of his life. The Rambam made his living by being a doctor. It's interesting, people don't know that. How do we know that? that? Well, the Rajvah has two chuvas. And there's a question there about, if you let to be Mialat and Akum for money, and he said the Rambam, was was a uh, was meyalid Fashar and we you know the halach we it's a And in one or two places and, and and a few other places they make mention of the fact that Ramban was was a doctor, and Bimela, his pinyanase came from medicine, he obviously didn't practice all that much. I mean he wrote so much in his lifetime. I mean forget about learning, but but in the writing he was, he wrote a lot a lot of sfarim and Bemela whatever it is that he practiced, barakapanim. He, he, was a, he was certainly a practicing physician who took money for his services. That we know from Ramban. His, um, his first pharim were what's called Tashlum Halachas. The Rif left out certain halachas he didn't write because the Sugis weren't there. And the Ramban, it's imprinted in different mesechtas in different places, in different shasim, he has Hilchizhala, he has uh, different halachas, fill in mezuzin, and so on. Um, all sorts of halachas that the Rif didn't really elaborate on. That he that, that was written possibly when he was um, seventeen or eighteen. It was written very young. The Ramban wrote chidushim on most Shas. We have that. The Ramban wrote the molchamis to defend the Rif from the Hagosad Ravid. The Ramban wrote his pirush on Chumish. The Ramban wrote <coughs> his um, he wrote a whole bunch of smaller works. He wrote at Pirosh and Iov and Pirosh and Kohelas, um, and, uh, and then drushes that we have written down, and Shevel put them out in beautiful Krochem, two Krochem, Kisvek Haramban, Kokis and he has everything that Ramban wrote, plus other stuff. He wrote a lot of we don't have. We have shuvahs, but it's not clear that his. is. They're the Rashba's, Agapanim. Those are the things that he wrote. The Ramban, like we said before, was Yunik from three places. In Halacha and the learning, he got from the Balatisfis. In in um, he he also was the first person in Spain to have access to Kabbalah. Who was the Rebbeim to Kabbalah? In Kabbalah, it says that Elioa Novi was megala Saidus to the and the Rivad had a son, Reb Yitzhak Nohar, and he taught Reb Ezrin of Israel. We have some of their Svarim actually, Reb of Israel, and they taught the Ramban. They were rebane for Kabbalah. It was the early type of Kabbalah, it was the Kabbalah we we're showing him. The Ramban, let's try to put a finger on some of his, the of Ramban in his forum In his Chidushim, the Ramban is like Taisvis. He asks from Sugya to Sugya. asks Kashes and says Terutzim. But if we have to give a superficial difference, the Ramban is a lot more conceptual. Taisvis's is Terutzim, a more matter of fact. This Sugya, this Sugya, this this, this, that. The Ramban says a lot more Svara. And he's sort of the beginning of Svaras in, really in the Rishonim. Um, and more than that, the Ramban, um, the Ramban is not an easy sefer because he doesn't quite flesh out the Rashba the Mashal. His Talmud explains a lot more what he means. Ramban is a lot harder. Ramban is deeper, and it's and, and but the Ramban is a certain shayrish for the Mahalach of Bishanim after the Um It's it and and that's his yichud in that learning. His writing the sefer Muhammad. Um, is to defend the riff from the Balamars' criticisms and kashes. He writes something in introduction to to that, which is really fascinating. The Ramban writes, he he writes Akdama, he writes Akdama to many things, very beautifully written, they're very poetic, but the Ramban, when he writes poetically, doesn't sacrifice content, there's no fluff, it's it's sharp, you can learn it. He writes in the song, in the the poem, in front of Mohamed, he says the Balamur has very sharp kashas on the riff, and he says, you have to listen to me because I have all these kashas against the riff. So Rabban says something very, very oft-quoted. He says, Taira is not geometry. In geometry, if you prove something, it's proven. That's it. There's no two ways about it. Proofs are absolute. He says, in the world of Tyra. There's no such thing as absolute proofs. Every proof has a counterproof. Every kasha has a teretz. Every teretz has a kasha. He said the ha is to go back and forth on it, and to weigh the different stodim and to see what's more mistaver. And and that's how the Ramban, um, and that's that's how the Ramban addresses it. So in his defense of the rift, he felt he needed to defend the rift, But he writes clearly: no amount of kashes are going to take you away from the sechla Yosha. And it's become there are shtetls like that and other uh, many later dairis where a, a, a itself never could be the the the, the, uh, the end it all for for a uh, in in halacha. That's in in a sifrim on halacha. In a sefer on Chomish, um, he, the really the ramban opened up a new world for us. How do you learn Chomish? So Rashi brings Rashi is very Mikatsa and he brings Badarakhalal, he brings the chazal to help us understand the the, the, the Pasik. That's Rashi. The Ezra, the Radak, the Rashbam. They they worked not a less, they worked with grammar, Diktuk. They would say Pshatim, they were like kind of Alderha Pshat. If had this happened, this must have happened, something like that. That's the typical answer. Um some of the other Spanish um, thinkers, would try to take philosophy and stick it into the And um, The, 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 um, the Rabban had a grandson, the Rabbag who, who made appears like that. Basically, take, <coughs> taking philosophy as the, the chachma and sh- either showing how it's in the Torah, sticking it into the Torah, but they used philosophy as the tool for understanding Torah. The Ramban was the first one to take a certain panemius of Tyra, certain musagim that are innate in Tyra, that draw them out and present them whether it's myself and similar or, or all of these type of things or, or all of Tyra is, is Nisimistar. He, he gave us musagim. what Reb Chaim did in the Rambam, like, like just gave us words so that we can articulate certain things. The Ramban gave us concepts and a way to approach Chumash that combined Amkus and Yerushalmiim and and very very you felt it was tyrannic. You read some other Spanish ones; it's Aristotle stuck into the Tyre. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. But you, you have a sense that you're dressing, you're sort of dressing one thing with another thing, and it's and it doesn't it's not seamless. It doesn't seem that that's the aimest. The Ramban is the shirish of all of the Havana at with a certain amkus that is tairidic and you feel it that way. I saw a fascinating um, interview. They interviewed Reban Lichtenstein, so shefguishion of Salvatic son in law. so he's they're very into Rambam Rambam Rambam. That's you know that's the that's the 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 from the, Brisk the and so on. And the interview asked him, this is not long ago, a year or two ago, if you had only one safer that you could take to a desert island, what would you take? So he said the following. He said, the Rambam as a person is the greatest we had. But his firm, he said, the Rambam and Mishneh Torah, somebody else could have written something similar. Nowhere near the Duke of the Rambam, nowhere near the Hekim. But it's a type of sefer that does not... It's, it's, it, 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 it could have been done, it would have been done... Not as good, not as well, but it, it, it's it's doable. The Rambam <coughs> of Bukhim is hard to imitate, but it's not the niche Saint Barazel of Kali Yisrael. The the of Avukim is not the safer of of Havonas So Said the Ramban al is unique. It, it's it's our way of thinking, a Yiddish way of thinking, a Turkic way of thinking. Is the Ramban al and his musogim and his language and 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 his deference to people. Um, before him, and and so on, and and it's not something you could come up with. It, it's something that really, really is is unique, and and that's that's the Ramban's godless that he gave us. It's through his eyes that we're able to see Torah in a certain way. The Ramban in his Torah is remarkable for. He does deal with digduk, but that's not the main thrust of it. The Ramban when he tries to prove a point by bringing psukim, it's a, they come out of his sleeve. A dozen psukim to prove his point, how a certain word is used. He didn't have a computer, he didn't have a concordantia, he, he had one of those old chumashim that you, say, you can't read today because they're, they're handwritten stuff, and, and, and he quotes like this, like this, like this. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's incredible. It's incredible, um, an incredible amount of at his fingertip bichias, the Ramban is remarkable that he integrates he integrates kabbalah Musagim sometimes more open, sometimes less open sometimes he just hints at it, sometimes he brings it without explaining it, but he was the first one to give it to us the Ramban also has a cloud he brings in philosophical Musagim and scientific Musagim that he felt you can't deny, this is an emis and it's a real emis, and let's Deal with it, and let's explain it. And whether he talks about about the the, the keshet and so on, those are his elements in his sefer on uh, on chumash. Let's talk a little bit about some of the ramban's turbulent life. Um, nobody's, nobody's life was ever was ever um, easy go easy. The, the, the ramban had three major parishes that I want to talk about. In 1232 or so, there was two events, two different um, difficult events happened for the Rambat. One was that the Rambab's was more started spreading in France, in, um, in Provence, and so on. And mostly in Provence is where the problem started. And three Rabbanim became incensed at it. They felt that the Rambam, the Rambam in Avuchim in and the Rambam in Yisari HaTeirah is wrong, borderline kifira. Um Two of them we are familiar to us, Rav Shleimim Ahar, and our Rabbanin Yona, the, the rabbans Haver Mechoten and the Bon Rocha And they went around getting Rabbanim to sign that they should not, um, that people should not look at the, they shouldn't learn, not Ram or not Ram the Torah. The Rabbanim in, the Rabbanim in, uh, in, in Provence were big Hasidim of the Rambam, and they were incensed, and they, they tried to put these three Rabbanim into Cheireb, these three rabbanim were so upset; they went to France, which is further up north, to get the balatasis to put everybody else in the so, so you had here, and again, for people that say, "Oh, never such we Today it's terrible. I got cholkerim, put puts the This is this is going now on, on eight hundred years. <laughs> the the, the um, and it was a terrible, terrible, and, and the Ramban was was caught in the middle because he, he, he was close to everybody. He was Yoyinik from France, he was, Rabbi Yoyinik was a chav of his, and a of and Ahar, and the Rambam, he held the world of the Rambam. And and the Ramban writes long letters. We have those letters, they're printed in back His basic point is, um, one, he holds worlds of the Rambam, two, he holds... Worlds of these people of Rishonim and Har and Ben Yoyna, and of Tsarfas and he said, w- instead of running around trying to get everybody into each other, hey, let's stop the cherims. Why don't you come to Bes and by us? Everybody say the tainis, and we'll work out a solution. And he, he, you know, and he tears his hair out. He says the Rambam was, was a Ktayishalian, and nobody liked him. And writes been at Tsarfas. We all live off the people in Sarfas. We it's their it's their tire that fed us and so on and so forth. He wrote very very um, extremely sharp letters trying to stop the machlokas. Um It wasn't successful. <coughs> they ended up burning the of Vuchim in France about a, a few years later, and then they had the burning of Shas of the Shas in 1240. We speak about it, the Kina of Shali's uh, Sufabesh and so on. That was one event that really, really, um, he, he had a lot of agnistaffes from it. A second event that happened at the same time, I'm not sure if it was directly connected or not. Not clear. There were two families, two very powerful, well-connected, wealthy families in, in his area. One was called Ben Benist, one was called Aunt Constantine. And they were very arrogant. They did a lot of things, a lot of nepotism, a lot of things like Eshura. And the Ramban came out against them. And they were furious with the, they. I think they also signed the Kherim against the Ramban, these families, one of the members. The Ramban came out against them. And they spread rumors. They wrote that the Ramban is a mamzer. They said that 130 years before, his mother, a great 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 mother got married without a get, and so on and so forth. And therefore, Ramban and his whole family are, are mamzerim. It's um, incredible. Nobody today, you know, it's, it's unbelievable, but they wrote, and he wrote very, very sharp letters against them. First of all, he writes, the way you set up the story, you're you wrong logically. And secondly, he says, I have, he says, your you people are maratsim, because you don't know what a mamzer is. You, 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 and secondly, he said, he writes that he, he has a lot of harata, that he treated them with kid gloves beforehand. It's an Oynish. He should have been a lot stronger and nastier towards them in the beginning because they were terrible people and so on and so forth. And um, the end was they tried to get the king upset at Ramban and in the king side with Ramban and banished them and, and so on and so forth. That was a parachute, a tremendous sacrifice. And unfortunately, it, it was not uncommon in the earlier years. That when you wanted to get back at somebody, that's where you got back at somebody. Because it, it was a terrible thing. All it required was you t- to tell a story. It was very hard to disprove these things. And you know, and, and nobody had all the records available, and you ruined them and the whole family, and their children, children's children. Everybody said, listen, it might not be true, but if there's a two percent chance that it's true, I wouldn't want to be involved with that. Um the the, the morale, which is a few hundred years later, writes. His whole nesiv of lashnahori writes against people that were moitzilaz and another family that were amzerim This was a common way to get back at somebody, and a horrendous way to get back at somebody. That was the that was the um, a second parasha that was very very difficult to rambam. One more parsha which really led to sort of the end, which was the end of his life. And in twelve sixty two or sixty three, the King forced the Ramban to debate a a, a Pablo Christiani. I think he was an apostate. I'm not sure. I think I'm pretty sure he was an apostate. And the king and uh, it, it was a huge public gathering. And the Ramban turned to the king and he made two conditions. One is freedom of speech, that he's allowed to say whatever he thinks and he won't be accused of insulting christianity and secondly that the king is not involved he didn't want to be pogan the king and the king was, was said okay basically it's we have it printed it's called the Ramban. it's printed it's a it's printed in 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 Shevel. his basic points were first of all he said what do you mean he's mashiach he said mashiach Is supposed to bring peace into the world, and all the Christians have done is bring war into the world. He said the Christian knights and the Crusaders. He says if you take that away, there's no Christianity. Christianity is all about swords and fighting. (coughs) So, so so what kind of peace did he bring? Secondly, he said you you said you have raised from the Mishnah the Talmud that is Mashiach. He said the Tanoim lived after him. Many of them lived after him. And they were all not Christians by everybody's count. So they rejected him. What, 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 how, how can you say? And a third of all, he said, you know, he, the, the Rambam writes that Mashiach is, is going to build a way Samigdash. He did nothing, none of it. So on what basis is Mashiach? And really, and he knocked out all the Peshatun, the Pesukim, and so on. Ramban really, really creamed him. Um, at the end of four days, the king told him that he won, and he gave him money, he gave him 300 dinner, the, the, the Dominicans spread rumors that Rabban had lost, and Rabban wrote it up in a chibers in, a in the countries of the Tabikuach and distributed it, you know, so that people would see what the amus was. The Dominicans then accused him of. The, the deal was only that at the debate they, they couldn't accuse him of slandering Christianity, but this was after the debate, and the king needed to banish him. And they got so. Lemaise, the uh, Ramban realized it's not good to stay in Spain too much, and he decided to go to Israel. So, in in the end of the 1260s, some point, um, he went to Israel. He came at Israel. At this time, you're, also, was different. Pieces were divided in different groups. Um, the, the, the Mongolians had invaded Israel and they had been mach Yoshalayim Yerushalayim. was nothing. There was nothing left in Yerushalayim. Literally. He came to Akko. Akko was a thriving city. And already there were actually many balotaises. Rebbe Chilmi Paris had brought with him balotaises from France and there was a thriving community with a yeshiva there and he, was, and he stayed there. He went to visit Yerushalayim and he was devastated. He said all of Yerushalayim has about a thousand families, a few hundred Christian families, and two Jews, b- brothers, painters, lived there, and occasionally Shabbos they'd be able to somehow scratch the other minion. That was it. That was Yoshalayim. And everything was devastated. He said you, could, you can take a house and keep it. It, 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 it was totally destroyed. The Ramban found a house, he cleared up, he made a shul there. Supposedly it's pretty much the same site where the Chorbi shul is today. It, the bottom shul is called the Bet Ramban. He, 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 he tried to do what he could to reestablish a Yiddish yeshiv. He felt there's a lot of potential. People come to the Kaisel, this and that. And he, and he built, we don't know many details, but he did build up um, something of a Yishuv. Rabbi Ruvah who is a was a, a recent uh, person, lived a very fascinating personality. He claimed that Kupas Ramea Balanes is a farce. Nobody knows why it's called Ramea Balanes. What does Ramea Balanes have to do with Kalecum He says the Ramban established a fund for Tisrol called Kupas Ramban. And later generations, when they revived it, they forgot where it came from. So they started called Rameya Balanes. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know how to deal with it, but it's a fascinating uh, possibility. Ramban ended up by going back to Akko. And he, write, he wrote letters back home to his son about Yisrael, and he wrote his famous line that the more cottage something is, the more horrib it is. Um, tremendous Yisurim, seeing what Yerushalayim really was, was a khurb. that's it, there was nothing there. And he wrote, it's very powerful, he wrote a kinah, that's a very, very powerful kinah on Yerushalayim. And um, he went back to Akko, and in Akko, he, um, he taught a little bit. He seemed to have learned with Talmidim. He, he, um the, the last thing that he wrote was I don't know, wrote, but he, the last thing he spoke was uh, a famous drasha for Rosh Hashanah, which was also printed. And it's a fascinating Joshua. He, 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 he goes through all of Hilkos Rosh Hashanah, he goes through um, some of the Inyanim of Tekias, and he finishes off about. How he left his family and his children. He he came to Israel himself. He, he he was, that's it. He 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 left at the age of seventy. He left Spain, n- never to see it again. Never to see his children again. Never to see anything. He writes. I, I assume he could have tried to stay in Spain. He wanted to go to Israel, for once. You know, he, he wanted to see Israel, be in Israel, and uh, he was nifted four years later in, in Israel. And uh, um, that was the. Uh, the 1274, so he was nifted there. Al Kapanim, the, the, the Rambans, I guess, is, is for us, Ramban is a father of the modern pulp of the Rishaynim, the, the beginning of all the Rishaynim that we have, not the Balataisis, that the, the Hemsheh Balataisis, Ramban, the conceptualization of many halachis, and whether it, it's the. Raman had a way of giving out the Asaitis, instead of with a Rambam. Cut the halachas themselves, and it's in the structure that you see the, the Indian The Ramban is, is more user friendly, explains things. Um, he wrote about many core inyanim that today, that's our default setting for Hashkapha's Ramban. In Taurus Autumn, he writes about Chiosa and, Mesim and Gehenim and Olam Haba. All the things that he writes are the given. That's, that's like our starting Hashkaf. um and, and his peers, Antares is an incredible the, the, um And he was, I mean, after I reviewed a he was the first one, but he was one of the first to in, to really give, to, to really express tremendous garguim for Yisrael, and for what's there, and what's not there. Um, and uh, Al-Khapanik, that's, that's, that's Ramban, and that's when we learn Ramban, whatever, whether we learn it in Gemara, whether we learn it in Muhammad, whether we learn it In his Ramban al Chumish, or in his Drushes, whatever it is, that's that's the figure of the Ramban we have.